All right, well, here we are, episode fucking 20. I'm shocked to be here. I honestly didn't think we'd make it this far. Um, when I set out on this little podcast journey, I kind of just, I started it just kinda, like, I wanted to do it for fun. I don't, I was bored. I felt called to it. I'm not sure why. Uh, something, something in me wanted to pick up a mic and just start speaking. So I figured it was time for the podcast. I mean, I listened to so many podcasts. It's one of my hobbies, so why not start my own? Um, but this weekend, we had UFC 263, Izzy versus Vittori round two. It was a fucking hell of a card. From top to bottom, it was a hell of a card. Very rarely do I watch an entire fight card from prel- early prelims through main card. Um, I didn't see every single fight. I missed a couple of the early prelims. But for the most part, I saw every single fight. Um, and it was a hell of a night. Great, great round, or great night of fights. Great card. The UFC did their job. I'll just go ahead and start with the early prelims. Um, I did not watch the first fight, which was Carlos Felipe versus Jake Collier. That went to a decision uh, in the third round. Went to Carlos Felipe. Good for him. Didn't watch that. That was a heavyweight fight. Next up was a lightweight bout of Fariz Ziam versus Luigi Vendramini. Luigi Vendramini. And unfortunately, our boy Luigi lost. Uh, good props to Fariz, Fariz Zaim. Fariz Zaim. I'm sorry, I'm butchering these names. That's embarrassing. Uh, he won a decision in the third round as well. This fight I watched, uh, this is when I tuned in. Chase Hooper versus Steven Peterson, featherweight bout. Oh, man, you hate to see it. You hate to see it, Chase Hooper. Um, at least he made it through the fight. He didn't get finished or anything, but it just... It's apparent that his striking is very lacking. Um, I, I, it's, it's astounding to me that he made it to the level he made it to with, I mean, day one kickboxer striking. It looks like he doesn't train striking at all. It's incredible. I know I'm, like, I, I'm probably being harsh on the kid, and he's only 21, but like, why did we need to rush him into the UFC at 20 or 19? When, or he was 18 when he got in the UFC, I think. Why did we need to rush him into the UFC with these top-level grown men who have developed in the sport? And he's just, I mean, he just could not handle the power of Steven Peterson. Chase Hooper's a hell of a grappler, but when he's with somebody who's just got that man power, like the natural, like, Strength developed over time spent being a man with testosterone running through your veins. Um, Peterson just out or just out muscled him, beat him up. It didn't beat him up, knock him out or anything, but like beat him up pretty bad throughout the fight. It was a clear decision to Peterson. Uh, the next bout after that was lightweight Matt Frivola versus Terrence McKinney. This was a hell of a story, um, hell of a fight as well. It ended in seven seconds, a seven second knockout. That's almost a record. They missed the record by about two or three seconds. Um, Terrence McKinney, four or five years ago, was on a mushroom and acid trip when he decided. Well, I don't know if he decided to. He was probably just wonked out of his head. He was doing. I, he, I think he was on a bad path. I haven't heard his whole story, but uh, he slit his own throat and he bled and died twice in the ambulance on the way to the hospital. And they revived him twice, and uh, he made it all the way to the UFC in the past four or five years, whatever it was. And that was his first fight was Saturday night, last night. And he came out and got it done in seven seconds. Incredible. He was so elated. He, I, he, did, he just was so excited. It was, it was incredible to watch. 
Um, the next fight, the final fight uh, of, the, of the early prelims was Penny Kienzad versus Alexis Davis. Um, and that was a decision in the third round. Um, I watched that fight. I don't remember too much of it. It looked like Penny was pretty clearly winning. Um, you know how it goes. Preliminary card. So the prelims, the first fight was Movzar Evlov versus Hakim Dwadu, and that was a decision at a featherweight. I don't remember much about that fight. Um, the women's flyweight fight between Lauren Murphy and Joanne Calderwood. I like both of them. They're both good fighters. Um, I, I've seen both of them fight, like, I don't know, maybe twice each, three times each at most. Uh, that went to a decision. Uh, Lauren Murphy pulled it off. Good for her. The next fight, Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. That was a light heavyweight bout. Don't remember much about that one. It also went to a decision. Um, shout out to Eric Anders. He got the win. This was a good one. This was a big one. Uh, I'm not sure I agree with the decision on the main um, main event of the prelims, which was Drew Dober versus Brad Riddell. Uh, my kickboxing and boxing coach really likes Brad Riddell. He follows him a lot. Um, Drew Dober is just an up-and-coming motherfucker. He's a tough guy. Uh, really good fighter. Both of them are really good fighters, and that was a hell of a scrap. I thought Drew Dober did enough to pull to get the win. The judges saw it another way. They gave it to Brad Riddell, so congrats to him. And now we get to the main card. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill. Oh, my God. Paul Craig had Jamal in an arm bar, and Jamal just would not tap, so we got to see his arm snap, which was wonderful. Um, it... It's one of those things where you see that the fighter decide in the moment, I'm not going to tap to this. Like, I'm going to let him break my arm before I give up. And um, Paul Craig obliged. He snapped his arm, and you saw it go loose. The, um, the, the lower arm separated from the upper arm. It was all loose and dangly. It was flopping all over the place. And Jamal Hill was very stoic about it. He, uh, he just kept cool, calm, and collected. Um, the ref didn't stop the fight, and he got TKO'd because of it. Um, he was in a triangle. That's how he got... He got armbarred in the triangle, I believe, and then elbowed in the face until the ref finally stopped it. Very violent finish. Uh, not so great. Took a lot of damage. Um, but good for Paul Craig. That was, a, that was a good hell of a scrap. Then we got the welterweight bout between Damian Maya and Bilal Muhammad. Um, that one also went to a decision, but Bully Boy Bilal, he pulled it off. Um, I think that's what they call him, Bully, the Bully, something like that. But it was a good fight. Uh, Bilal, I like him, uh, especially after I saw what happened with him and Leon. I, him getting poked in the eye was super unfortunate, and you hate to see a fight end that way, especially when the guy, like, I mean, Bilal was not supposed to beat Leon Edwards, but who knows what was going to happen. Leon was piecing him up from what I remember, but anything can happen in a fight, and maybe Bilal would have come back and won that if he didn't get poked in the eyes. And speaking of your boy, Leon Edwards, he fought Nate Diaz at welterweight. That went to a fifth-round decision, and Leon was... Sorry, a truck was driving by. I'm sitting outside in the, the beautiful sunset of the northern Kentucky sky, enjoying the cicada noises. So uh, Leon Edwards beat Nate Diaz. Um, I mean, he dominated most of the fight. He was beating Nate up. But the last minute, Nate put it on him, and um, he was able to almost knock Leon out. He hit him with a one-two that uh, Leon just did not see coming, landed flush on the jaw, and Leon went out. Um, there was nothing he could – or he didn't go out. He almost went out. Sorry. Uh, 
it was a hell of a shot. I think if if Nate had an extra 30 seconds, if Nate had an extra round, maybe he could have pulled it off. Um, but the majority of the fight was clearly won by Leon Edwards. So you can't be mad at that decision. Sorry, another truck's driving by. I don't know if that was not as loud. Uh, then we got the co-main event of the evening, the flyweight rematch between the champion, Davison Figueredo, and Brandon Moreno, the challenger. And oh boy, was that a scrap. Uh, it was only a two-rounder, I believe. Yeah, third round, two minutes into the third round. Um, Brandon Moreno strangled Davison to tap and choked him out, or tapped him out, rather. In the first fight, they went to a fifth-round draw, and it was a hell of a fight. Nobody thought Brandon Moreno was going to put up as good of a fight as he did. I watched that fight. It was great. I loved it. I thought Brandon pulled it off the first time. Um, It was a draw, so Davison retained his title. And here we are, six months later, Brandon comes out. It's a good close fight in the first round, good close fight in the second round still. In the third round, he gets the rear naked choke. It was beautiful. Viva Mako. He came out crying. He was all happy. He was the champion. He almost didn't believe it. You could tell he was just like in awe of the moment. And then we move on to the big boys, the middleweights. The main event of the evening, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori, the Italian dream. And that fight went pretty much how I expected. Um, I thought maybe it would be a little closer than it was. Uh, I thought... Marvin would give Izzy some real trouble in the first couple of rounds. And I thought Izzy would either get like a a TKO like he sometimes does or go to a decision and get the win like he did. Um, More kind of resembles uh, the first fight in a way where they kind of just, I mean, the first fight was way more competitive. I'll say this fight was very clearly won by Izzy. But uh, anything could happen in a fist fight. So Marvin was hanging in there till the fifth round. And he never went out, so he never went down. And he got a couple of takedowns. Um, he probably won a couple of exchanges. Uh, he might have won a round in the judges' eyes. I think it was a unanimous decision. I don't think he won any rounds in the judges' eyes. But it was still a valiant effort. They talked a lot of shit. Um, Izzy squeezed his Marvin's butts one time when, uh, when he was grappling him up against the cage. That was fucking hilarious. Um, but yeah, Izzy just, he shows out, he shows up. And he gets the job done, no matter who the opponent is. Now, obviously, he couldn't get it done against Jan Blahovic, Blahovic but uh, that's a different story. He went up in weight and was the challenger, and still, he put up a good fight. He didn't get knocked out. He didn't get submitted. He got taken down a couple of times, and he struggled to get up, but he did get up. Um, and that was a good fight as well. So, uh, when he came back, this was his first fight back from his loss to um, big boy Jan. And he showed that he's still the king of the middleweights. Now, what's next for Izzy? According to him, a Robert Whitaker rematch. That's probably the most interesting fight for him. Um, I'm not sure what else makes sense at the moment. I mean, there's no, there's no argument for a third fight for Marvin against Izzy. I think that's a dead dream. Um, so we'll see. I mean, uh, probably, probably um, Bobby Knuckles next, Robert Whitaker. Uh, that's what Izzy wants, and he is the champ, so he'll probably get his way. And I think that fight will probably go how the first fight went. Izzy will probably knock him out. But uh, I'm probably just biased because I'm such an Israel Adesanya fan. Um, but overall, guys, that was a hell of a night. I was I was really surprised at how great the event was. I knew it was going to be good. I mean, I knew it was going to be good. It was Israel Adesanya. It was Davison Figueredo. Um, 
and Brandon Moreno is Leon Edwards and Adias Marvin Vittori. Sorry, no disrespect. Um, Damian Mayabla, Muhammad, all of these, all these guys. I knew a lot of the names on the cards, on the card Saturday, which is rare. And sometimes, um, sometimes I recognize very few of the names, uh, and I won't watch those fights to be honest with you. No, I'm just joking. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. I'll wait generally till the next day so I know what were the good fights, and I'll just go watch those, and I'll skip the, the more boring ones. No disrespect to anybody who might have been called a boring fighter. Um, I think anybody, anybody who, I, I would never complain about a fight being boring. I'll, I'll accept it for what it was. I paid for the fight. They went out there, risked their lives. They did the damn thing. That's what we get. Um, I, I really, I don't like when people who don't participate in any sort of fight sport or don't train at all will talk a bunch of shit about fighters. Oh, they're so boring. They're scared. Blah, blah, blah. Like, well, you get out there then, you know, I just, I don't like, I don't like that shit when, uh, Anybody can sit on their couch and scream at the TV and say, oh, he should be blocking those punches. Oh, he should be knocking this guy. He should not be getting choked out by that. Okay, but, like, you're not in the cage. They are in the cage. So just kindly shut the fuck up and let Joe Rogan do the commentating because he's paid to do it and he's damn good at it. That's just my opinion on the shit talkers in the fight. I, I I agree with Rogan on the idea that, like, in the fight world, in the fight sports, the, the press and the fans, they should have some more respect for the athletes. It's not the same as a, a team sport where maybe you didn't show up on uh, you didn't show up to play and your team lost because of a couple stupid plays you made. That's one thing like you can call that guy out for that, but there's something about when a man goes out in his boxers with six ounce, four ounce gloves on, whatever they are, four ounce gloves, six ounce gloves, risk his life in a fist of cuffs. And a Donnie Brook, I win, lose or draw. I think we got to respect those those people for for going out there and putting it on the line, because the other sports are just imitating what fighting is. I mean, they're doing it with teams, so it's more like like imitating war as opposed to a, a f- actual one on one combat. But I think I think fight sports is it's the most pure, true form of sport in existence. It's the earliest, oldest sport, wrestling. It was invented before any other sport, to my knowledge, um, and it has evolved over the millennium to become MMA, boxing, kickboxing, Muay Thai, all of the fight sports we love. I didn't watch the TikTok fights because those were also last night, and I wasn't going to miss 263 because of that, but um, I'd like to go back and watch some of them just to see what these kids look like in the ring. I think this is um, I think this is a positive thing for boxing. The Jake Pauls, the Logan Pauls, the the TikTokers and the YouTubers, these young kids who are getting wildly famous on social media, why not get in the boxing ring and make a couple million dollars to dance around? I think it's awesome. Um, Now, if they're just going to come in, get the money, and then quit boxing, that kind of sucks. But if they can bring a bunch of fans into the sport, I'm all for it. I love it. Uh, And it just gets more eyes on boxing as a whole. And fight sports as a whole. Maybe they'll transition to MMA eventually. I don't think so. I think if anybody's going to move to MMA from this YouTube, TikTok world, it's going to be the Paul brothers. Probably specifically Jake. But I don't think so. I think they'll stick with boxing where they know they're safe. I mean, relatively safe. You know what I mean. Um, if they were to switch to MMA, they would have to start learning the, the kicks, the kick defenses, the takedowns, the takedown defenses, the grappling, the grappling defense. All, it, it become, putting all of it together with the striking, it becomes... It's a new sport. 
they would have to start over from scratch, essentially. Their boxing would have to change because in boxing, you have 12-ounce pillows on your hands that you can use as a shield from the other person's 12-ounce pillows. You can't do that in MMA gloves because the shots will get through. They'll hit you. They'll rock you. They'll hurt you. So you have to adapt to a whole new stance, a whole new style of striking. You have to be ready for the takedowns. I don't think they're going to switch to MMA is my point. Um, I don't think any of the, the famous little YouTube TikTokers will switch to MMA. But if they do, I'll watch. I will surely tune in to see them get strangled or head kicked because um, that's my prediction. That's If they fight an MMA guy, they're going to get head kicked and strangled likely. Um, but overall, guys, I really enjoyed UFC 263. The next big one is going to be Connor and Dustin. Um, I'll be out of town for that, so I don't know if I'll make – I don't know how many uh, podcasts I'll put out about that fight because, you know, it's it's hard to record on the road when you're traveling with people, um, especially people that you don't want to podcast in front of because of your explicit language and other content that they would probably not approve of. But yeah, I'll try to get something out there about the fights, uh, even if it's a couple days afterwards. I'll, I'll find time to, to shoot the shit into the mic, to scream into the void with my people. But uh, for now, guys, I'm going to sign off. That was a good little 17, 18-minute episode talking about the fights, wrapping it up, start of a new week tomorrow. Um, It's a beautiful time to get your balls out in the sun and live your life. So if you're still listening, I love you, and uh, peace out.